Hey everybody, it is me, Tiffany, and welcome to the premiere episode of She Draws Attention. I am so, so excited. I can't, like, if you were here right now and you saw the grin on my face, you would probably think, wow, that girl is very weird and I'm not going to talk to her. But luckily, this is a podcast, so you can't see that, which makes it ideal because I can be my total self and not give off the wrong impression, hopefully. Unless you've gotten in this far and you're like, my ears! And then I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. Which leads me to what this show is about. Which is drawing attention to yourself. In this show... We talk about all the things that you want to bring attention to, whether it is your relationship, whether it is your career, whether it is your family or personal things that you are dealing with. We bring attention to those things and we also address the types of things in life that you're kind of struggling with. And we let you know that, hey, it's going to be all right. But how do we get through it? Because ultimately, that's what life's all about. So let me dive a little bit deeper and kind of give you a background on who I am and why this started. So my name is Tiffany. And I am a wife, a mother, an entrepreneur, an artist, and ultimately just someone who is navigating through a world where I'm trying to figure out exactly where I fit in it. Now, some of you may be experiencing the same type of um evolution, if you will, where you're trying to figure out, okay, where do I fit in in this world? Where do I fit? What is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? I feel like everyone has that moment in their life at some point, if not every day or every other day. So if you're anything like me, you probably have this thought process at least every other day, because that's pretty much where I'm at. So let's get to why I started She Draws Attention. Well, this podcast was actually 10 years in the making, right? Because 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to say to you, hey, I am going to have a podcast where I talk about my own life and, you know, talk to other people about theirs. I wouldn't have been able to sit there and say that, okay? But 10 years ago, I was a completely different person. 
10 years ago, I was 21 years old and going through some major things, major life changes that would change the trajectory of my entire life. But I'll get into that a little bit later because I want to go into the topic of today's episode, which is called, dun, 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 dun. sorry guys, I don't have like transitional music yet, so you're going to have to deal with my sound effects. All right, all right. So anyway, getting back to it, dun, 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 dun. a telephobia is today's topic. Now, you're probably like, Tiffany, I'm, you know, a little rusty on my Greek, so I'm not really sure what a telephobia is. Do you mind telling me? Well, don't worry. I got you. All right. A telephobia is the fear of being imperfect. Say what? Yes. The fear of being imperfect. Now, I know what you're thinking. But Tiffany, you're so perfect. Like, why are you even bringing this up? Actually, I know that you're not thinking that. But, you know, I like to think that I give off that vibe that I'm perfect. I know that I don't. But I'm just saying I like it. Okay? I'm allowed to like it. All right? I'm allowed to like it. I'm just kidding. I know. I know I'm not perfect. Like, I strive to be, but it never turns out that way. So, if you suffer from a telephobia, like I do, then you are constantly second-guessing yourself all the time. And it is to the point where a lot of times... It is nearly impossible to get the things done that you really want to get done. Which, if I can be ever so honest, is why I had to do this podcast. Because I will tell you, behind the scenes, I have recorded this podcast probably about 60 to 70 times. I have push play and start over, push play and start over, push play and start over because I'm like, nope, too loud. Nope, too raspy. Nope, too high pitched. Nope, too drawn out. Like, criticizing every single thing that I'm saying to try to get it perfect. But the reality is, is that I am not perfect. Like whatever my idea of perfection is, isn't really perfection. It's just my perception of what perfection is. Does that make sense? I hope so because it made sense in my head. So Where am I going with this? A telephobia 
is something that plagues a lot of us. Because ultimately, why do we want to come off perfect in the first place? Why is that even important? Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for wanting to be perfect and wanting to present this exterior of life being a certain type of way? Why does that even matter at all? And I mean, I can't blame anyone for having this fear because the way that things are right now in the world with social media, especially running so prevalent now, it's it's impossible to compete being yourself, seemingly, right? So it seems impossible, but the reality is it isn't impossible. It's just our perception of what is possible or not. So let's take a step back and go back in time and let's revisit myself 10 years ago. So story time, you guys. 10 years ago, I was 21 years old. I was in the army and I had just gotten married and had my first baby 10 years ago, y'all. So as a 21-year-old, my whole life changed in the month of April. And around this time, 10 years ago, I had a one-week-old newborn. And I was married. And I was still in the military. So things were changing. Now, how I got to that point was not so perfect, right? It wasn't very perfect. I never envisioned myself um, married with a child when I was 21 years old. Because two years prior to that happening, I enlisted in the army and I had a dream for myself, you know, and this dream went a little something like this. All right. I joined the military. I was going to have this job. I was going to, um, do very well at this job. I was going to make a lot of money. Um, Once I had got out of the military, I was going to travel all the way around the world and back, be alone for majority of my 20s. And then finally, you know, start looking for someone to settle down with in my late 30s have a kid the way all the ladies in Hollywood do it, like when they're 45, and, you know, be rich and famous. That that was my goal when I was like 18 years old, okay? I had it all planned out. Now, don't ask me how I got from one point to the next. 
that was the plan and that's what I was banking on. Well, the reality did not happen that way. I had a lot of things happen um, in between the time I enlisted to the time that I, um, until now, um, that happened. And none of that panned out the way that I expected it to at all. None of it. Nothing. No part of it. The only part of it that was like even remotely true was the fact that I was in the military and I got out. The other stuff, it all just kind of came later. Okay. Now, am I saying that I hate the way that my life turned out? Absolutely not. And that is the truth. I don't hate the way my life turned out. It was challenging and it was um, super crazy um, how I went on this roller coaster ride of my life, which I'll get into more detail over the course of this podcast. But it, I learned something from it. And the thing that I learned from this transition from where I was when I was 18 years old to where I was 10 years ago when I was 21 to now at 31 years old is that being perfect, and mind you, majority of this was happening when Facebook was the primary social media platform. I mean, YouTube exists. Uh, MySpace exists. Y'all had a MySpace. Yes. Right. Remember, side note, remember when on MySpace you could like change up everything. You could change your background. You could change the song. You could change your top eight. Y'all remember that? Anyway, just wanted to bring that up. It was a mess, but I loved it. I loved my space. But then Facebook came. And uh, yeah, so it kind of changed the whole game for for everything. Um, so basically what I'm saying is, is that a lot of things shaped me the way that I am. And Growing up through that transition and kind of seeing how social media kind of played a part in that, like as I was transforming and I was figuring things out and and figuring out where should I be at, social media was also evolving. And all of a sudden now you are more connected with people that you probably should have dropped off from a long time ago. And you're connected with people that you don't even know. And you're comparing yourself to people that you don't know. And, and all of that. So meanwhile, you get caught up in wanting like that perfect exterior, which makes it even worse. So if you're already one of those people that is prone to feeling like, oh my gosh, I have all this pressure on me. I just want things to be a certain type of way. 
And then you see other people doing things and you're like, oh my gosh, they're so much better than me. Because remember, it's your perception of them being better than you. Then all of a sudden, you're you're caught in this loop where you're just afraid to be who you are really. Because you become a shell of what you think things should be, which is not healthy and is not fun and is not um, how you really get noticed and accepted. So diving in deeper to that, all right? So let's go even deeper into that because I like where this is going. Um, so let's talk about like kind of how social media has evolved and how it's kind of shaped everything pretty much. So I remember in my early 20s, I was going through a shift myself. So here I am. I had a baby. I was married and I had just gotten out of the military. I got out of the military and I was trying to find my place, trying to find my place where I belonged, where I fit in, and um, how I was going to still make my dreams come true, even though you know, my, my plan was foiled. Um, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned, you know, all my crazy plot twist along the way. So I decided when my daughter was about right before she turned two years old, um, because my husband and I, we had moved, um, once I got out of the military, I moved to be, where he was. And then we came back um, to where I was living before because he got stationed up here. And I decided, okay, I can go back to school now. I can get on that path where I'm going to start again. I'm going to rise. I'm going to rise and uh, start again. So I decide to go back to college to pursue my degree in graphic design because I've always had a passion for art and being creative and everything like that. So while I'm going through that, um, I just am finding that I am really putting the pressure on myself a lot. And I, and here's the thing, if you guys are not familiar with the creative world and art and especially art, okay, visual art or anything creative, really, you are being judged all the time, okay? Everything is subjective. Everything is being criticized, okay? And it is the ultimate in 
wanting to be perfect, right? Because as an artist, as a creator, you want to create something that people identify with, that people like, that that captures the attention of your audience. And that is very, very intimidating. So for three years of my life, I was going to school to ultimately put on a big exhibition and be criticized for it. And not just that, but during that time, I'm working with other artists, other people that are pursuing the same thing, that are wanting to get their things done. And they're wanting to break out and they're wanting to be the best that they can possibly be. And I'm literally working elbow to elbow with other aspiring artists and designers. And I appreciated their work so much, but there were often times where I was intimidated by their work, where I felt inferior to their work, where I compared their work to mine and my style to theirs and just thought to myself, my style, like no one draws like me. No one paints like me. No one designs like me. Is this normal? Is this unusual? Does my stuff even look good? Does it look amateur? Like I was always so critical and I was always so afraid to show my stuff. I remember even when I was younger that I would draw things and I would immediately like rip it up, scribble over it because I was afraid of people seeing it and judging me for it and saying, Ah, she ain't all that. She she's not that great. Who does she think she is? Like it literally made me just stop. Like just freeze up and stop. And for 3 years I had to do that. I had to get over that. And finally, once I graduated and I got my degree, I, here I was. I was in the, the real world now. And there were times where I doubted what I'm able to do, what I'm capable of doing, and, and who will appreciate what I do. And I felt like sometimes someone will will appreciate you and sometimes they won't but i had a really hard time accepting um if people didn't appreciate or value what i did and because i was afraid of it not because there were people that didn't value or appreciate what i did but because i had my mind all fogged up with that so after I got out of college and I started um, searching for jobs, I finally got a job working at a university 
that was a very good experience for me. I learned a lot. It wasn't exactly what I, once again, envisioned myself doing, but it was a job and it was a good opportunity to learn um, certain skills that I didn't have before. I was a uh, fine art series manager at um, a local HBCU here um, in North Carolina. So after I left that position, I went on to work for a, at the time, a small startup company that was literally me and three other people. And it was really amazing too, because I learned a lot there. And I have to say, in working for this company, which was um which was a creative service company, I learned like that's where I dealt with um <laughs> the atelophobia so much. It was so hard. That pressure that I had that I put on myself was just astronomical. <laughs> That's when things got real and I really was doubting everything that I was doing and it was super debilitating and it would often um, result in me not being able to get things done on time because I was just suffering with this fear of it not being good enough and you know this just this fear like here's the thing I want you all who are listening right now and some of you may be nodding your heads like oh my gosh yes preach this is exactly what I'm going through some of you may be saying that some of you may be listening and you're like why what is your issue why are you not doing your job? <laughs> and this is exactly why I wanted to bring attention to this. Because at the end of the day, just like I kind of touched on earlier, this fear of imperfection is so irrational on so many levels that to overcome something like that is such a huge step because we all, I think, have this fear from time to time. Whether it's doing a presentation, whether it is um, meeting people for the first time, you know, you don't want to leave a bad impression, or when it comes to starting something new or even the thought of starting something new. How many times have you seen people do things and you see that they're super, super successful at it and you think to yourself, oh, I, you know, I wish I could do that, but I'm just not good at writing or I'm just not good at cooking or I'm not good at taking care of children or whatever, whatever the blank is, okay? 
a lot of us go through that. And things can get skewed a lot on social media because it allows us to auto-correct our imperfections. It allows us to manipulate the reality and create more of a reality that we envision for ourselves. Because at the end of the day, when you want to scroll through the gram, you don't want to be reminded of the fact that, you know, you cried for three hours before you met out with your friends because you and your husband got in a fight, you know, or and you and you think that if they knew that, then they would know that, you know, your life isn't perfect every day of the week and that you know, that you would be like a freak. And and that is just, that is just not true. It, it's just not true, okay? Um, or, you know, where people see a picture of you, you know, trying something new, okay? Maybe you go out to dinner and you take a picture of like your sushi and it's so nicely made and it's so pretty and it's plated well, you know, but we don't see the fact that the chef who made the sushi, you know, maybe struggled, you know, for months and months and months to make the perfect plated uh, piece in culinary school. You know, you don't see all of that. And that is what I'm hoping to show more of here in this space. I want to bring attention to the things in life that we struggle with and address those issues and address the highs and the lows because they are all so important. It is so important to show a broader image of how life actually is and to show that even though you have failed or you think you failed, the reality is what you make of it. Because just as much as you can paint a beautiful picture or paint a bad picture, you can also draw. Eh? See what I did there? Draw. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. I'm great. I know. I know. It's great. Um, you can also draw a new one. You can always start over and you can learn from it. So really my goal here for this show and for everyone who comes on this show is to really address the things in life that made you who you are. Because ultimately, it's through our imperfections, it's through trial and error, where we as human beings really just connect even further and closer together. And I feel like if the more of us can connect and realize that we're human, we make mistakes, we have strokes of genius, and then strokes of 
stupidity along the way, but ultimately, if it gets us to the result that we want, it's okay. You can take the scenic route. There's no rules. You know, life is an art form. We're all living it. We're all living it. We're all performing it. And ultimately, the way you live your best life is by gaining knowledge, gaining understanding, and somehow meshing all of that into your life and putting it out into the world, into the universe, into the things that bring you joy. Because when you cultivate that and you grow it and you expand and you share it with others, you ultimately help yourself in the end. So with that, I think that this is a great start to an amazing show. And I am so excited to see where this series goes, how it evolves over time. And I just want to thank you all that are listening right now for just taking the time out to listen to my voice and my perspective and kind of where I see things. Like I said, I'm not perfect. And doing this podcast has really, really, really gotten me into a different frame of mind. And it just really makes me happy that I finally have an outlet to talk about things that press on my mind frequently and just to get feedback and understanding and also just to kind of talk things out that you all have going on as well. Because like I said, we learn through experience and even if we haven't gone through those experiences ourselves, we have a lot to learn from the experiences of others, which will ultimately enrich our lives and make them better. So with that, I appreciate you listening to the premiere episode of She Draws Attention. Please feel free to let me know what you think. Feel free to leave a rating um, of this podcast if you've enjoyed it. Feel free to send me a voice message via the Anchor app or you can message me via my Instagram page. My handle is at she draws attention. So feel free, send me a DM, send me a voice message. Let me know if there's something that you want to chat about. And if you are listening to this and you're a fellow podcaster or entrepreneur or, you know, whatever you are, feel free to, to message me. We just might have you here on the show um, to discuss things that we need to be bringing more attention to. So with that, you guys, 
I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all of your support and your love and just being here. You guys are amazing. And I will talk to you next time. Take care.